0: picture in my mind of what the interior was like. So when the first reading for the book was in mind that at Oblong. Oblong, yeah. Yeah. A little bookshop. Huh? Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, I'll stay in deep in arms. So I stayed in the deep in arms. They didn't put me in the main building. It was a little building um, <clears throat> down the street. Yeah. I don't know if you stayed there. We have stayed there have once you? or twice, yeah. yeah. So
1: was the sherry in the room? Oh, oh.
0: oh my God.
1: My in-laws don't drink. Um, and we went there for Christmas once. All and we were so... We, dr- we drank like alcoholics before we turned <laughs> up. But.
0: Anyway, I went to that dining room, and it was just as I pictured it,
1: <laughs> down to the Windsor chairs. Um, you can this ask this? it where, um, famously... <laughs> Or infamously, Bill Clinton sat because his daughter got married in Rhinebeck. So, really, I didn't know that for one about half a week. Mm -hmm. So my wife has been in England for 15 years. guess. but uh, she was watching all the news stories, and so all the people from the local, all the waitresses from the diner. I think everyone was queuing up to get into. I think it's a place
0: for people who either don't like the ocean or have been pressed out of the mountains. But it's, uh, and I'm sure it's the same any, any place around London. Um, people with money are looking for a place to go in the country for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so the, the nearer places are snapped up first, and then if you want to drive a farther,
1: then that. So they're all getting to find that. I the, gather it's, is it Hudson on, no, Hampton's on the Hudson? Isn't it? So I'm amazing. another couple of hours more from Is it
0: Glen Glenn uh, is the town where I was born? And that's on the Connecticut shoreline. Okay. Um that's become a workplace. place. Uh, who the heck was I listening to? I was listening to some interview on the radio. Oh, I know who it was. Um Cather <clears throat> <Katharineau's laughs> was being interviewed um, on some radio show about abortion and yeah, she was on with some conservative person. And she was um, calling from Clinton, Connecticut.
1: Astonishing. So what was her, what was it like growing up in uh,
0: It was a very small town when I was a kid. Um, it was still it's a very beautiful town. It has beautiful eighteenth um, and nineteenth century houses. Um, there's a lot of open land when I was a kid it's now fantastic people
1: uh, was it the sort of place that you wanted to get out of when you were a kid or were oh, you
0: no I no. it okay.
1: okay. it was
0: uh, because you know I loved to walk in the woods and hunt and fish you know hunt and fish it, but I used to do that and uh, that just was very natural to me uh, so I could do it we had about I think we had 26 acres of land it was adjoining a lot of public lands um, surrounding a huge reservoir of I used to fish. So I was, was in the woods all the time, but then you could get in your car and drive for about 30 minutes and be in New Haven, you and you could see foreign films, you could go to fancy bookstores, you could go to fancy record stores, which they used to record stores. <laughs> Uh, it was, uh, you'd go here and you'd, yeah, you'd go here at Um It was just an ideal place to go.
1: Out, uh, just uh, What did you think of all the furor over the, hunt, the this guy who's who's shot the, the lion? Uh, it seems to be so oh, br- it's horrible. Brought hunting into a yeah, gun. Yeah,
0: and... I'm, I'm afraid I'm with those people who think you are a good shot. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he should. Maybe what happened to the lion should happen. then I mean, he should be shot, and then they track him for two days as so he's escaping out. Yeah. No, it's oh, it's horrible. It's awful. these people. I mean, I don't understand. Who, um, I've read somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shot squirrels okay. when I was a
1: kid, but. God. It's a big. I mean, upstate, it's. So I gather it's a big problem in terms of just the, the massive explosion of the deer population. I think every member of my in-laws yeah. have, have had a car yeah. totaled yeah. by a... Yeah, I had my car taken my of. Is it, it? I imagine it's an unbelievably scary
0: thing to... It is a scary thing. For everyone. It's everywhere. leap out of nowhere and there's nothing much for you to do. And was your car destroyed? Uh, it wasn't destroyed, it was drivable, but one whole side of it was smashed The deer got up and downed it. Oh,
1: did it? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I did hit one um, once, and he was lying, not dead. I went back to my house. I had a gun. It's not a gun, actually, Uh, which I bought years ago when my stepdaughter was a little girl, and there was an epidemic of rabies. And there were raccoons that were infected with and they were staggering around in the daytime. So I couldn't have that, so I then bought a rifle and hired a few of the raccoons. Um <clears throat> kept the rifle in the house, because she's a little really girl and you do this, I took the bolt out of the rifle and put it in one place took the clip out and put it someplace else. The stock is sitting there. So here's the deer I hit it on my road. It's wine here. <laughs> doing that. So I went back to the house for the gun. This is like a scene out of Old yellow I'm going to I couldn't find where I put all the pieces of the gun. Uh, you know, I, I found this, the gun itself. I found a clip. I couldn't find the damn holes. Uh, <laughs>
1: you
0: know, three-quarters of an hour goes by. I go to see if the deer is still alive The deer is not dead. Nature...
1: Takes well, it's very crossed. mixed feelings. Yeah, mixed feelings. <laughs> well it's left. You have to hit the deer with the guns, I guess, yeah.
0: I have a friend who um actually someone to make new way someday. He's uh, a guy named Lee Johnson who's publishing a wonderful novel next year. He had to drown a deal. I got a gun into some kind of a sweep his It's a
1: little fun. He I mean, tells that story. Very well. Okay, we'll go. Okay. <laughs> we should have this should be an evening. Yeah, yes, of yeah. Killing dead know, local dead local dead, story. Story. dead and dying In banishment, there's a the the affair starts with a, an interview. I wonder how. Yeah. What's
0: your yeah. view of? Yeah, the interview is someplace else. I forget it it's to Sort of a little little it's way in, in. No, this no, it doesn't run back I think it's in a little coffee shop. Yeah. You know,
1: maybe. And this is a very nice sort of sparky, flirty interview. How, how do you feel uh, when you're having to explain yourself and talk um, about your work? I'm okay
0: with that. I'm glad to talk, and if I need to evade a question, I'll evade it. How, do, yeah.
1: how, how will I know when you're about to? Read? Oh, you'll never know. <laughs> that's the that's the art of it. <laughs> the art of the the art of the interview. Is how does it relate to, to teaching which I guess has some, something in common with the interview or expl- explaining yourself or explaining other people
0: uh... it does yeah I'm certainly more <clears throat> comfortable explaining other writers than I am trying to explain myself but I can do it if you... I mean, the line you have to walk is not to sound pretentious about it and you'll suddenly end up talking of yourself as if you were Center back over Alaska. You know, yeah. Well, in my earlier work, uh,
1: <laughs> do you, you don't want to do that? Do your students want to talk about your work? Do you ever or do you ever give them your? Oh, work? no, they want to talk about. Their work. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, occasionally they will, uh, but I wouldn't. Um, I, I, I showed students a, a couple of little scenes, maybe from a short story or two, <coughs> to just to illustrate some point, but. It, Seems a little immodest to be implying that this this is how you do it, kids. Uh, see how I handled the exposition in this scene. It's, no, I'd, I'd rather point that out in someone else's work. Okay. And luckily, there are other writers whose can point that out.
1: So, my Paris Review uh, parody question was: um, Was there one writer or a book that got you wanting to 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 be a writer?
0: Oh, I'm sure it's Samuel Beckett. I, didn't, I kind
1: of hoped you were going <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Um, you yeah,
0: know, in high school, of course, I wanted to be a writer as opposed to wanting to write something. Um, what's, the, what's the difference between. Well, to be a writer is to be in the position I'm in mean, now, where someone sits across from you and pays out of attention and you know, then, yes. Um, but to write is, you know, a more difficult thing, where you're sitting there trying to think things out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to be a writer? Uh, who wouldn't want to write?
1: <laughs> Has that changed though? Once you become a writer, I mean, the, 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 the dreams of wanting to be a writer, I assume, come with swaggering around a little yeah, bit. Um, with, with perspective.
0: <clears throat> no, by the time I actually began writing, I I wasn't as um, in love with the being a writer. I, you know, I just really needed to. It was you know, and I guess it was going to write, but it was also needing to write. Um, uh, God, that sounds horrible. That sounds so pretentious. That sounds worse no. than anything. But um, <clears throat> I was in a place in my life where nothing was going on. I dropped out of graduate school. Um, <clears throat> my first marriage had broken up. Uh, I didn't have a job. I was looking for all sorts of jobs, and uh, I was trying just everything. This is when I was. 30 to 32 years old. <clears throat> and finally, one day, I was commuting from a house in Connecticut to a job at Newsweek, um, answering the readers' hate mail. <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was, I was very fortunate to get that job. What kind of hate mail were you. Oh, it was, you know, uh, <clears throat> your coverage is unfair to Israel. Uh, you are biased against um, the pro life movement. Uh, <clears throat> one favorite letter of complaint, I remember the lady's name too, so she's a lady named Elder Reed from someplace in Mississippi who read a review of. And, and, and stop me if I'm just going off. No, this of is Tangents a, that you can't use. This is perfect. <clears throat> no, no, is... uh, okay. I've been badly you for a second. At any rate, <clears throat> she had read a review in Newsweek of a novel about baseball, and um, the reviewer said, "You yeah, know, as a writer, so and so has a good, high heart." Um she thought she knew what that meant, and she wanted her subscription canceled. So I had to explain to her. I'll get <laughs> you. Yeah. I, I understand your needs. Uh, <clears throat> so I had to write her a letter explaining that high, hard one, um, was the term for a fastball that the pitcher throws inside and batter without saying what it was that she had thought it was that it really wasn't. It was a very delicate, it was one of my better jobs of expository writing. So, you know, it was that kind okay. of it. So at any rate, I was doing this job. I had, you know, nothing else. It didn't pay very well. Uh, <clears throat> I was living alone in a house in Connecticut but my wife and And one day on the commuter train, I just began to write down my. <clears throat> I just began to caterwaul on <laughs> a yellow cat that I had about how rotten I felt. And I was afraid that if I my rule is if I raised the pen from the page I would probably have to be carried off in this community train screen so I did this for about three days and <clears> then <throat> my survivor's instinct I think kicked in I thought hmm some of this is kind of interesting uh, maybe you should try to make this into a little something so I made it into um I realized it was a novel, a short novel, um, and I saw that it must have five parts and I wrote the first in a month or so, I moved down and moved out of that house in Connecticut, and had a little little apartment in the city and decided I would write a novel. And it took me another year to finish the other five, the other four parts. Um, it was never published, and thank God it wasn't. And, and it was a very straight. Um, it was really an attempt to rewrite Miller okay. as an American novel. Um, but yeah, that was the f- and that started me going. But I but I wrote uh, now as a dedicated writer for eleven years before I think it was published. Um, finally, nineteen ninety one. Uh, a magazine called Ploughshares accepted story,
1: and Journey um, uh, was published. with the first novel, did you keep writing in that same intense way? The need to keep the pen on, on the paper.
0: No, finally, not finally. I calmed down. to write <laughs> normally, but um, but it really was um, it was a kind of a life saving device for a while. And then I just essentially announced to myself again. You, know, you have a call. This is what you will do. It was probably um, more deliberate than these people whose interviews I've Oh yes, I began writing when I was eleven, and I've always been a writer. And well, no, no, no. It was a, it was a, in a way, with giving myself a calling.
1: The hand reaching down to well that's it's interesting about that connection. I was just thinking that sounds a bit like some of the ses- setups of, of, of your stories of oh, sure. yeah. there's a there's a a trauma and then this yeah. voice starts yeah. speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's actually how it all began.
0: Yeah, or oh, you don't feel there's an element of self control in those things? <laughs>
1: But it's nice to actually have a writer say, no, it's. it's... <laughs> <clears throat> well, nothing is factually true. And there are little
0: tiny things that are factually true, but quite unimportant things.
1: Um, but. Do you need to be in your stories? <clears throat> Do you need to to, uh, to be writing about your, your life, your state of mind? Uh...
0: Well, no, I need to. Uh... <clears throat> I, I need to I need to do a damn thing. Uh, I, I need to have a character to become... I became... Yeah, it's not that I walked around thinking I was the woman in bashment, but I needed to be inside that person. And she obviously has things in common with me. Uh, her voice is like mine, some of her are like mine, some of her are even worse than mine, but, um, you
1: know, I, I took her on as a, for singer. Does that ever, is that so you can reflect on yourself, or is that just the sort of crude journalistic question of wanting to draw a nice, comfortable through line between song and singer?
0: I think neither one. I think um, I certainly don't want to. I, I don't feel the need to express myself through these people. I feel the need to create a character, um, and what I have to draw on in order to do that is far it coming from myself, but are also more well. So yeah, it's it's more than.